This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 22nd of February. In your Squeeze today, Australia's vaccine rollout begins. Violence in Myanmar. Harry and Meghan's new direction. And a little tease. This is your Squeeze today. Prime Minister Scott Morrison, Chief Health Officer Paul Kelly and Jane Malashuk were among a handful of people to receive the first COVID vaccine jabs over the weekend, Claire. The first two names we certainly know, the third became famous only yesterday. She's an 84-year-old World War II survivor. She came to Australia as a teenager from Poland. These days, she's an aged care resident in Sydney's West, and she said that it was too important not to get vaccinated. She inadvertently flipped the media the bird yesterday after her vaccination, uh, but she was very, very supportive and Australia's first to be vaccinated under the new program. Yeah, she was supposed to put two fingers up to demonstrate a V, but she had it around the wrong way. So you can imagine (laughs) what that looked like. Bit of comic relief there. Prime Minister Scott Morrison, as we said, was vaccinated over the weekend also in order to demonstrate confidence in the program. He says the vaccine rollout is his number one priority this year and specifically that point around confidence and combating anti-vaccination campaigns. And the government, of course, is very concerned about that. A survey that was out yesterday done by the Department of Health said that there were 27% of Australians who were unsure about getting the jab. Also, of course, their ongoing anti-vax protests. There were quite big protests on Saturday in capital cities. So there is a push against the COVID immunisation program, hence efforts to boost confidence. Expect to see lots of advertising from the government about why the vaccine is safe and necessary. You won't see it on Facebook though, Claire. No, if your algorithm's set up to get organic posts from the government, you might see some. But certainly what Health Minister Greg Hunt yesterday said was that the Department of Health and his office weren't going to pay to boost posts on Facebook. That's because the government is locked head to head with Facebook after last week's taking down uh, of Australian media sites on Facebook. Uh, That, of course, will impede efforts. But who knows what will happen this week, I guess. Yeah, that media bargaining code bill is headed to the Senate this week. So that's the one that's going to force the tech giants like Google and Facebook to pay for news. Our treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, chatted again with Mark Zuckerberg over the weekend. Facebook also apologised for what happened last week when the platform accidentally banned access to accounts run by government bodies and state health departments. But no change from them in the decision to disallow news publishers on the platform. Brittany Higgins-Claire, who has claimed she was sexually assaulted in a parliamentary office in early 2019, has said she's re-engaged police in the case. She's expected to make a formal complaint to police on Wednesday in an interesting quirk of timing. That's also the day that her former boss and Defence Minister Linda Reynolds is addressing the National Press Club in Canberra. So it'll be a pretty heady week in politics again by the looks of things. Last week, Higgins said that she'd held off making a formal police complaint because she felt that she was pressured to either choose between going to police or holding on to her dream job. Meanwhile, over the weekend, there were reports of a second woman claiming she'd been sexually assaulted by the same man. And now this morning, Claire, a third woman has made similar claims again about the same person. 
We talked last week, Claire, about the fact that close watchers of Myanmar have been concerned about growing violence in the country. It seems those concerns were valid as over the weekend reports are the country saw the worst violence since de facto leader Aung San Suu Kyi was overthrown by Myanmar's military leaders in early February. In Myanmar's second biggest city, uh, Mandalay, there were big protests on Saturday that saw police fire live ammunition into the crowd and also tear gas that left two demonstrators dead. It came after a 19-year-old woman succumbed to her injuries on Friday. She'd been shot by police. There were big turnouts for her funeral yesterday. We've said it before, but we'll say it again. We do have a squeeze shortcut on Myanmar. It's a big deal. What's happening there, it's worth getting across. It was confirmed by the palace over the weekend that Harry and Meghan Clare will not be returning to royal duties one year on from their conscious uncoupling, I guess. <laughs> Very <laughs> conscious. This, yep. They're sticking to life, but without the royal part. Indeed. So that review has been done after 12 months since they stepped back uh, from royal life. Queen Elizabeth, uh, in an announcement on the weekend, said that Harry and Meghan would not continue, and this is the quote, with the responsibilities and duties that come with a life of public service. That saw Harry and Meghan fire back in a state saying that we can all live a life of service. Service is universal, uh, which some saw as really uh, a really nasty slang back and what apparently Prince William uh, has done is be quite upset about his little brother's response and his treatment of the Queen. They've got an interview scheduled with Oprah, Meghan and Harry for the 7th of March, Claire. It's going to be a cracker, I think. It's going to be quite something. (laughs) It will be watched, that's for sure. To the tennis and Naomi Osaka took out her fourth Grand Slam and her second Aussie Open. She's a bit of a superstar. She's from Japan and she beat American Jennifer Brady. She's only 23, Claire. So much more to come from Naomi Osaka. In the blokes, Novak Djokovic was too good for Daniil Medvedev, winning in straight sets last night. Yeah, I got through the first set, took myself off to bed thinking it was going to be a long one and closely contested. But what happened was Djokovic really ran over him in the second and third sets to take it out in three. It's Djokovic's ninth Aussie Open. He's now got 18 major singles titles. Bit of a theme from the weekend, Claire, was the mutual love between competitors. Medvedev saying in his speech, what a good bloke Novak is. Jennifer Brady saying how much Osaka has done for tennis. Lots of love there. Not so much love from some of the crowd for the Victorian government, though, Claire. (laughs) No, they got booed at a few mentions. And of course, it's been a rough Aussie Open and a rough couple of weeks for Victorians with that hard lockdown across the state. If you're wondering about the mixed doubles, Aussies, Sam Stozer and Matthew Ebden couldn't quite get there in the final. Still on sport, and UK teacher Jasmine Harrison over the weekend became the youngest woman to row across the Atlantic, 70 days, 3 hours and 48 minutes. She's 21 years old. She said that she actually quite enjoyed getting away from it all and the quiet (laughs) from social media and bad news and literally everything she said. But she is a kid swim teacher, so you can probably forgive her for that. Well, it's also a bit ironic that we're now going to tell people about a new podcast that The Squiz is watching (laughs) about the news. It's a sports podcast. It'll drop at 4pm each weekday. We'll have more details for you across the week. Just a bit of a tease for now. Anything you want to add? 
coming your way. Coming your way. Stand by. <laughs> Finally, thank you as always for tuning into the Squeeze Today podcast. If you have a second, jump onto Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Understand Mondays can be a bit busy though, so see what you can manage. And on that note, have a good start to the week and we'll chat to you tomorrow. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN.com forward slash squiz today.